This is the Love That Album Compilation Edition, covering soundtracks, tribute albums, best ofs, box sets, and more. Hey you! Don't watch that! Watch this! This is the heavy, heavy monster sound! The nuttiest sound around! So if you've come in off the street and you're beginning to feel the heat, well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockinest, rock-steady beat of madness. One step beyond! Alrighty, love that album crew, it's Eric, I am back with another compilation edition. This time I'm doing something just a little bit different, I'm still covering some compilations, but I'm not going to do this compilation followed by that one, followed by the next one. I'm going to talk about three compilations that all are centered around the same theme, and no it's not Ska, that was a good guess. We are going to be talking about 80s music, specifically a compilation called It Came From The 80s. And then volumes one and three of the Living in Oblivion, the 80s greatest hits. So we're going to be talking a little new wave, some synth pop, some ska, some, I don't know, what else? A little soul kind of stuff. And a lot of shiny, happy, big drum sounding, overly clean music. Starting off there with uh, Madness, who were kind enough to introduce not only themselves, but the song. Let's listen to something maybe a little more radio-friendly, and I'll come back on the other side. A Salvation Army band played, and the children drank lemonade, and the morning lasted all day. Sinatra in a younger day Pushing the town Life in a northern time 
So we start off there with a little bit of the Dream Academy and life in a northern town. One of those big, poppy, Enya-sweeping songs that kind of tells a story and conveys a mood. And when we talk about 80s music, there's a lot of talk about disposableness. There's a lot of talk about manufactured and clean and big and cocaine and fuel fueled and big shoulder pads and all that kind of stuff. And if you listen to that song, there's something more there. There's there's a there's a folkness to it. There's a soul that underpinning all of that production. And if there's anything about 80s music that drives me nuts, it's the production. Now that song in particular does not have a production problem. There are numerous bands who you just want to take their master tapes and you want to just just dirty them up a little bit. Lords of the New Church, I'm looking at you. So then from there we go to M with pop music, which is kind of a little bit of the, the talking heads, a little bit of Devo, a, a lot of pop manufactured. And the question always comes down to these electropop bands is, are they using the technology to critique or are they embracing it? I'm sure that there is a commercial side to this. There is a need to make money to keep on making your art and not have to work at the print shop or the you know local grocery store or the tire shop or sell insurance or whatever but there's also a kind of an underpinning of the artist kind of saw through a lot of this fakeness and I've talked about this in the past I've talked about the buggles I've talked about men without hats both groups whose music contained an explicit critique of this era and this mindset at the same time, this music was a lot of fun. There was a lot of bombast and uh, drive to it that you can't deny. There was also some mournful, maybe not mournful, maybe reflective or moody, I guess is maybe the word, tunes. Stuff like this. Oh, how can I forget you, girl? 
Okay, I swear I didn't plan it. A song called Always Something That Remind Me leading into me talking about nostalgia. Because the bottom line is that's also part of my enjoyment of this music at this point in time. I did not hear or embrace this music wholly when it came out. I did not become a music aficionado or fiend until the end of the decade. And then I was into something darker and heavier and grittier. Metal and punk, basically. A little bit of goth. But a lot of these songs I would hear on the Top 40 radio station I would listen to. And there was something about them that was reassuring, that had a brightness, that had a confidence, maybe. And I found that as you get older, there's definitely a certain amount of reflection to what things were like when I was younger, what things were like 20, 30 years ago, when, quite frankly, uh, you know, the future was unwritten. Thank you, Joe Strummer. And when time had yet to teach us certain lessons about hubris, when there was still a certain amount of unbridled optimism and... And for me, at least, life felt very temporary, as in, I was in this place for now, but I wasn't always going to be here. As you get older, you find yourself with responsibilities and commitments. And when you were 16, 17, 22, all of that stuff was stuff you were trying to get to. Nostalgia is a powerful drug. It can be good, and it can be bad. It can remind you of where you came from can remind you of things you survived. And it can also become addictive and it can become something that you get lost in. For me, on the most basic level, it just reminds me of my mom driving me to school when I was in the ninth grade. I was listening to Top 40 music on the radio and the kind of songs that we would see on MTV or we would hear in movies. There's a line in the Noah Baumbach film, Greenberg, film worth going back and looking at for a couple of reasons, in my opinion, where Greenberg talks about a therapist telling him his obsession with the past has to do with the fact that he doesn't feel like he was really there when he was experiencing it. I completely identify with that. Every day that goes by, it feels like it's moving faster. It feels like one big disaster. Sorry, that's a Electric Frankenstein song, I think. Anyway... Let's listen to some of uh, Motorway by the Tom Robinson Band while I collect my thoughts.
Well, it wasn't my intent to get maudlin on this podcast. I come here to talk about music, to talk about what's on my mind, to hopefully turn people on to some sounds that they hadn't heard or maybe have forgotten, to maybe give things another chance. You know, a lot of the times online I see people talk about they hate, you know, the 80s hair metal or they hate grunge or they hate disco or they hate whatever. And a lot of times I kind of feel like, okay, what's the big deal? Why, Why is this a thing? Why do we need to talk about what we hate so much? You know, people have very valid reasons for disliking certain artists. They have associations with them. They have things that happen in our lives at the time that the music's tied to. But sometimes I find this blanket negativity a real stumbling block in communication. You know, it's like you're closing your mind off to everything. You know, there might have been things that we heard at certain times or the movies we saw or books we read that didn't connect with us. That with perspective and time and having grown up are going to affect us differently and for me this music definitely falls into that category i mentioned mtv earlier so quick story first time i saw mtv was probably when i was in the ninth grade which would have been about 1986 we were at a friend's house and it was in the afternoon after school and i think there was a bon jovi video and that cheap trick video for don't be cruel this was the point in my life that music was really making an impression on me when I was breaking out of the stricture of my family's not listening to current music and starting to listen to the radio and starting to understand why people were into music. Because believe it or not, there was a time in my life when I did not care about music at all. And then there was a point when I cared probably too much. I remember by 1988, I stayed up late on New Year's Eve using cassette tapes to tape the top 88 of 88 from our local top 40 station. I wish I still had some of those cassettes. Like so many things, they're gone. Like top 40 radio being a thing, they're gone. Like local radio in America being gone. That's that's just how things have gone. I remember listening to the radio in college and discovering that alternative wave that seemed to be bubbling under in the late 80s. I remember seeing MTV that first time, and I remember MTV falling apart or falling away as a musical presence. I guess at this point in my life, I've seen the arrival of the compact disc and now the near extinction of the compact disc. It's not going away. It's just nowhere near what it was once upon a time. Saw the internet come in. Saw YouTube come in. Saw Spotify come in. I've still got my first iPod somewhere. You know, all of this stuff needs to move forward, and I understand that. But there's just a little bit of me that wants to hold on to it for just a minute longer. A little part of me that just wants to be able to grab that moment in 1988 and savor it. Or that moment in 1994. So 80s pop, new wave. It was big. It was bold. It was sometimes dumb. It was a lot of fun a lot of the time. A lot of it went over people's heads. It was critiquing the things that it was seemingly saying was positive. And at some point, probably around 1989, 1990, it ended. More likely it ended in 1992, but that's a different story. So we're gonna end here with a song that I absolutely hated 
and I hated hearing it every single damn day driving to school. But now, I kind of enjoy it, and I kind of understand it. This is the Escape Club, Wild Wild West. Thank you for listening. I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. I'm going to dedicate this to my friend Beth, who is the queen of 80s music and uh, one of my favorite people to hang out with. In fact, she took me to a 80s revival tour last year, and we had a lot of fun. Catch you all next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.